0: life after the lc on beat
1: yes indeed so each night on the takeover we dedicate a little part of the show uh, to the class of 2020 with our segment called life after the lc and every single tuesday we talk to mr jack deacon uh, wexford's jack deacon who is also from spunout.ie and he is on the phone via zoom right now jack how are you
0: hi debbie how are we uh i'm not too bad myself now uh Another another day working from home still <laughs> um, <laughs> you, doing good here doing good.
1: You've had a busy old day for yourself um, today. Tell
0: me about it. We have indeed. Um, so uh, at spun out, we we launched uh, our sister service text five zero eight zero eight. Just launched uh, this morning officially out to the public. It's been in pilot phase for for nine months now. Um, so it's now um, so it's a national text support service. Um, if you're feeling you know stressed or anxious or uh, even something more severe, you can text in and talk to someone, a trained volunteer uh, anonymously uh, to help you kind of bring you from that hot moment to more of a cool calm um, and so we launched that service this morning. It was really exciting and um, with Minister Simon Harris and jim Daly and um, our CEO in power, so it's it, that was a that was a big morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're we're delighted with the launch and I'm really happy to have it out there in the real world.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant It's such a good service as well to have. Um, if people are looking for it, how can you go about contacting this service?
0: So it's really easy. Um, you just if you're kind of experiencing a personal crisis or unable to cope, all you need to do is text hello to five zero eight zero eight to uh, chat to a trained volunteer anonymously.
1: That is brilliant stuff. I'm buzzing for it. Um, and actually, that's what I love about Out is there's so many different avenues of Out, not only just being a website, but a full service for so many young people around Ireland um, regarding mental health. It's brilliant. And of course, Absolutely. today um, we're talking in and about the life after the LC. So continuing on, people have now, uh, they still have about a week or two uh, to go for the CAO change of mind. But one of the concerns for people who have already chosen their courses and specific colleges and universities is the big move out. Yourself.
0: Scary time.
1: Yeah. Yourself. You moved out um, once you finished sixth year,
0: didn't you? I moved out. Yeah. Almost nearly to the... Yes. Nearly 10 years ago now. um, Which gives away my age horrifically. (laughs) But...
1: (laughs) And so, tell um, me, like, what were some of the things that you were facing uh, when you were moving out for the very first time?
0: There, it's such a big area, and it's it's a massive area that we cover on this one outside. Um, it's it's looking for it initially, who to move in with. Do you go off campus or on campus if you're going to college? Um, there's all these things about how much rent and and figuring out the leases and deposits and 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 how to move all your stuff up to <laughs> wherever you might be going. Like, there's there's all these big and small things to kind of tackle and think about. Um, not least to kind of dealing with landlords and kind of all the things that come with managing your own accommodation, which um most people before sixth year would never have to have de- mm-hmm. dealt with, including like, you know, bins and heating and internet and all this kind of stuff, you know, that that suddenly becomes your responsibility to deal with, as well as managing living with um other people your own age and <laughs> potentially people you might not even know.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Like it's such a a big move that you don't think you don't realize how big it is up until the moment starts to creep up for you. And you're like, oh, God, I have to, you know, I have to know how to fix a washing machine if it breaks or that, that there's lint in the washing machine. Something as small as that of knowing the difference. But it's mad. Of course, um it's such a big topic that we couldn't possibly cover it in one section. So over the coming weeks, we're going to try um talk about different avenues of it. But The struggle at the moment is uh, some people may already have a plan for their accommodation. Some people mightn't actually have started their accommodation search just yet. Where do people start?
0: Cool. So, I mean, I'll preface this by saying that the situation around college accommodation and college start dates is, is so uncertain at the minute and um, we're we're working with the USI at the minute on trying to get that information in one centralized place. Mm-hmm. I know the USI are doing amazing work there and um, some of the colleges don't have it figured out all yet. But that's it's it's understandable that it's kind of a changing circumstance. So I'll kind of preface this with all of that in that yeah. there's still such uncertainty around that. But um, that being said, uh, if there was no such thing as COVID-19, um, The best place to start when you're when you're looking for student accommodation, there are kind of a few, um, this or that kind of decisions to make. The first one is um, if you're living near the college. I suppose it's whether you live at home or living moving out. Let's presume we're moving out for this sake of this conversation. (laughs) Um, Then it's kind of are you going to live on campus uh, within the accommodation that the college offers, or are you going to kind of go for more of an off campus? Um, accommodation maybe with friends and maybe you might find it through uh, so there's some campuses or uh, college websites have notice boards that will that put up notices saying like go seeking flatmates um, that also might include some offers of, of houses, rental accommodation off campus as well as on campus Contact the Student Union Welfare welfare Officer as well. They can kind of advise you on the areas to look at around the college or on campus accommodation as well. And and then the, the other route is obviously looking at um, something like ie or um, other rental sites uh, to look for off campus accommodation as well. So there's some kind of first places to look for. Um, there's also the option of um, going into uh, a dig situation, meaning that a digs, meaning that you're renting a room in a family house. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be a really good option for kind of your first year living away from home, as you're still in kind of a, a family environment. You're not necessarily living with other people uh, your own age, but you might you kind of have meals provided. Potentially, yeah. you don't have to worry as much about, um, you know common areas in terms of keeping them clean um, it's a nice transition
1: from uh, going living at home into going out into the real world as they say and then maybe potentially into your second year of then going into an all student accommodation too
0: exactly yeah and the bills are usually included the payment and all that kind of advantage exactly yes Um, I suppose when you're looking at the on-campus accommodation, then um, there's obviously pros and cons to that. They're they're a really good option if you don't know people kind of going to the college that you might be going Mm to. um, Really great chance to kind of meet new people. Um, You pay it all up front, um, so it's not paid monthly. You kind of usually pay it semester by semester or potentially the whole year. Um, You also don't have to worry about... Um, whether it's a, a kind of a nine-month lease or a twelve-month lease, bearing in mind that if you're off campus, you might only want to rent from September to May, whereas most off-campus place might only offer a twelve-month lease. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of thing about as well, um, and you obviously won't have to worry about dealing with third-party landlords. You're just dealing straight with the college, and um, so it's a bit easier. Yeah. Um, there's obviously the, they're they're usually kind of bigger houses, and obviously you don't have as much control over who you live with because it's because it's. Um, it's determined by the college, I suppose.
1: Some of the concerns that um, I've been getting in uh, via text and WhatsApp over the past week uh, talking about moving out is the fact that because there's so much uncertainty with COVID-19 and when do colleges start, that the fear is, OK, the on-campus um, accommodation won't suit me this year because I'm not 100% about the course. I'm not 100% if I'm going to be doing study from home at the moment. So looking at off-campus, off-campus uh, accommodation, what are their rights when it comes to getting um, this place? So say, for example, it's an off-campus house and there's four uh, room for four students and you are the only person, you don't know those other three people that are going to be in the house.
0: There's it's again, this is such a mm. massive area, you know, your rights when it comes to renting accommodation. And there's it can be a bit of a minefield. Um, but there are kind of ways to navigate your way through this minefield. The, the kind of main thing to know is that um, you have a right to a lease and you should get a lease uh, from your landlord. If your landlord does not <laughs> give you a lease, mm-hmm. big red flag. Um, you should sign a lease uh, before you ever move in. The other thing is you should if you're paying a deposit, Get a receipt for that deposit before you move in and um, make sure that you examine the property before you move mm-hmm. in. So look for any obviously like damage or um, damp spots and take pictures of the rooms uh, before you move in and record that any damage that you might have. And also obviously say, tell to, to, say to the landlord that this is here. So you're not yeah. charged for that damage when you're moving out. And um, you, you hear about it a lot where they'll be charged from your deposit um, for damage that was already there when you were, in the, in, uh, when you were already uh, moved in. Yeah, I have um, to
1: say that was actually the best piece of advice that I got when I moved out for the first time because the first time I moved out of my house, it was in a different country. So I moved to Spain and it was the craziest thing. But the best advice that I had was take a photo of every inch of the place that you are renting because just in case... Something happens. You have proof as to what you walked into in the first place.
0: Yeah. A good tip is to email the pictures to yourself as well. So they're they're date stamped and, and stuff like that. So it's a nice little trick. Um, and also you can search for them later. So you don't have to go scrolling through years of photos on your phone. Yeah. Um the other. And I just wanted to mention about because you're saying moving in with with two or three other people. Um, the lease is a legal doc a legal contract and it's probably one of the first like legal things you'll be putting your name to or one of the the bigger legal things you're putting your name to um uh, at that point in your life so it's important to understand that it has you know you need to understand all the terms in it and ask the important questions before you put your name and sign on it with that kind of uh, you know asking like what happens if one flatmate leaves are you paying the rent separately or is it uh, is it all together? So if one of them leaves, are you still going to be responsible for the full amount mm-hmm. of the rent for the whole place? Um, who you have to pay your rent to, who will be responsible for finding a new person if one of them moves out? Is it your problem or is it the landlord's problem? And um, so making sure that you're clear on all, the, on all these things before you're moving in. And I know I keep saying before you move in, there is obviously this um feeling that, you know, if I ask all these questions that I'm a bother to the landlord before I even move in, they're just gonna offer it to someone else. But it is important to get these things like solid before you're you, you move in. You you don't want to deal with any of the hassle that comes with not sorting the stuff out before you put your name to something.
1: Yeah. What advice would you give to um, a person that maybe is in at the moment they're looking at two or three houses and um, they're not sure exactly which one they're gonna go to. Um because at the moment as well, we're all stuck in our own counties too. So it might be a struggle if you were leaving your own county. What advice would you give to those people?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously we're, we're restricted to our own counties at the minute. Um, I think that they're looking at, I mean, I, I can't confirm or deny this mm-hmm. because uh, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, they're obviously looking at lifting those restrictions further in the coming months. But um, I suppose if you're looking between two or three different properties at the minute, you know, obviously consider... How far walk it is away from your lectures each day? Um, what the cost is? Also, budget. Um, there is support out there for. Um, there's a student assistance fund that's available through SUSE that you can apply to, and um, that potentially might be able to cover some of the accommodation um, cost. Mm. Uh, so, if you're if you're kind of uh, looking for some support that way, that potentially is a is a road you can go down. Um. Also, you know, if if there's reviews online or you can kind of find uh, another. And again, the good avenue is the welfare officer in the Students' Union. They might have some uh, knowledge from previous years about some off-campus accommodation. Generally, the the different estates or the different kind of housing areas are known by this SU and might Mm -hmm. be able to give you advice either way on, on the different areas of the different kind of Um, housing situations around.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jack, this is such a massive, massive topic um, for people who are about to go into the third level education. So, of course, we're going to talk about this um, a little bit later on in the coming weeks. Um, I'll put up the full interview as well here over on beat102103.com with a couple of links as well to uh, spun out articles as well on moving out. Um, As well, Talking about spun out, uh, you have that helpline. So once again, uh, can you give us some of the details just in case um, people are looking for them?
0: Perfect. Yeah, I'll give you three different uh, places you might be able to go for more support. So first off, um, there's an amazing organisation called Threshold, um, and they provide housing support to to kind of anyone and everyone on loads of different topics. You know, homelessness, looking for accommodation, issues within accommodation. So you can give them a call on eighteen hundred four five four. 454 from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. They're great for kind of anything to do with housing. Um, that's the first one. Second one is um, between 4 and 8 p.m. every evening on Spun Out. Um, you can talk directly with a youth information worker um, to kind of ask any questions you might have about this issue. And what's great is that some of the articles on the site. And they might not have the exact answer you're looking for. Maybe it's a, an accommodation issue mixed with if you're looking for some support around the student assistance fund mixed with some issues around health. or It might be a, you know, a mixture of different things. So you can chat directly with the youth information officer through the SpunOut site. And um, if you just go to any of the articles on accommodation and scroll down to the bottom, you can talk directly with the youth information worker. That's the second thing. Um, And the third thing is if you're feeling anxious about, you know, anything we've talked about or, you know, uh, we were talking about leaving search results last week, going to college, all these changes uh, mixed with the uncertainty that COVID brings. It can be a really stressful and anxious time at the minute. And so if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, you can text hello to 50808 and you can chat immediately with a trained volunteer 24-7 anonymously um, to help you kind of move forward feeling a bit better.
1: That's brilliant. Thanks so much, Jack. Actually, before you go, last week I was saying that you were going to be heading out to Curaçao. Did you go in the end?
0: Didn't make it to Kirk, <sighs> yes. No, I'm a fraud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you do for the weekend?
0: oh what did I do I, I painted the sitting room actually here is what I did
1: that's productive in itself though that's worked out well, well.
0: actually I, I, I'll i get killed if I say this my, my girlfriend painted the <laughs> sitting room but like let's be very very clear about that yes. because this is going out <laughs> you'll great,
1: start though. a war you probably did a yeah. little bit of the edging and then you're like yeah I did it all myself <laughs> that's brilliant Jack I'll talk to you soon
0: talk to you later Debbie thanks so much
1: life after the LC unbeat